Hi, and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Freelance Life. Uh, I'm Megan Darcy, tech writer, freelance tech writer. I'm here with Shay. Uh, you like to introduce yourself, seeing as we didn't sure. do this the last time. <laughs> yes, so when we were doing a little debrief from last time, we realized, oh wait, we've actually forgot to tell everyone who we are, and no one can really be expected to know who we are. So, um, we're not that famous. Not like, that famous. Not, not so, famous at all, actually. So yeah, yeah anyway. <laughs> so my name is Shay and I'm a freelance, also a freelance writer. Uh, I live in the KZN Midlands and I'm also the author of Freelance Like a Boss. Yes, which is why you are my partner of uh, chosen origin for, for this segment because... Um, I mean, I've been freelancing now for uh, probably about six years, um, but I haven't written a book about it. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice to have someone that actually has got uh, a bit of the, the, the you know research and, and theory behind the whole thing. Because um, yeah, we've been talking about it before that I tend to just make things up as I go along. And I've been very fortunate that it's worked out for the most part. <laughs> to be fair, I pretty much worked... What what's in the book is what I worked up as I went work worked out as I went along. So basically, I did I did the hard work so that hopefully other people don't have to. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So um, we put this out to the audience um, what we uh, what they'd like us to chat about, and uh, the the votes came back that it was time management and scheduling. Um, there's a lot of things that kind of fall under that category. So. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you want to maybe kick us off and uh, tell us about your how you manage your time, and then we can go from there. Yes, so again, one of those things, it's taken time for me to actually learn how to manage my time, and, and I think it's a, where a lot of freelancers find ourselves, is just saying yes. So any work is good work, any work means money in the bank, I don't know when I'm going to get this kind of work again, so it's yes. So that's how I spent probably five years of my freelance career was saying yes to everything, feeling really scattered, overwhelmed, perhaps not doing actually as good of a job as I could have done um, because I was feeling so under pressure with deadlines, etc. So I, again, learned the hard way that it's actually not sustainable. And I found myself on the brink of burnout, if it, I don't know, at what point you actually cross the precipice if it was burnout or just the brink of burnout, but it was really shit anyway. <laughs> and that wasn't even enough of a wake-up call. It was actually only after I wrote my book and I found myself giving advice to other people on time management that I realized, well, I should probably implement some of this kind of stuff myself. <laughs> yeah, like so, take your own advice. Right. I, I, I feel you because people are like, oh, what have you done? And I'm like, well, you should just say no. And you're like, okay, well, I don't really say no very often myself. So yes. yes. <laughs> so this year has really been my mission. Um, I'm, it's my work smart, not hard year. And I'm proud to say that I have been saying more, no more often. I'm now using calendar blocking. I am charging what I'm worth so that I'm not losing any money while still working less. And those are the kind of the three pillars. Oh, and I'm using tools and technology to my advantage. So those are the three pillars that have made a difference for me is taking control of my time, using tools and technology, and then my takings. So making sure that I'm getting paid a fair or even higher <laughs> amount for the work <laughs> that I do. Yeah. And what about yeah. you? Um, yeah, I mean... 
again, pretty much like you, I uh, would just say yes to everything. I mean, especially when you're starting out, you kind of feel like you don't really know where your next meal is coming from. So you need to take the opportunities as they come to you. But as you kind of go and your your business grows, it, it does become, you, you, you do reach that point where you have to start saying no, because otherwise, um, if I look at where I am this year compared to last year, uh, it's like chalk and cheese. And I know we were talking before I uh, hit record, like I'm still feeling burnt out. I mean, it has been a, a crazy year, but compared to last year, I um, it, it really is chalk and cheese. Like last year, I was just saying, yes, I was working 18-hour days because there just wasn't enough time in the day to get the stuff done. And you lose your – I mean, I use the word passion lightly because I, following your passion is not very good advice in my opinion. Mm. But you lose your passion for what you do and your motivation, mm. and you really struggle to get yourself going. And um, that followed me through my leave in December and um, now into into January, February this year. And it took a long time for me to actually kind of put processes in place. So yeah, like five years of uh, just saying yes to everything. Um, and then this year, I, um, I did uh, what I call my default diary, where I just blocked, uh, and, and we can maybe dive into that a little bit later, but I've blocked time out um, on the stuff that I usually do through the day and um, now, so that's that's set. So I have X amount of blocks for writing, X amount of blocks for admin, X amount of blocks for the podcasts and that kind of thing. Um, and so when I need time for something specific, then I just slot it in. And it's, um, I mean, it doesn't always work. It's a work in progress, but uh, it does. It, it, it really has revolutionized the way I've um, uh, I'm conducting my business. And it has saved me from a lot of, unnecessary stress through the year uh, in terms of like like you say saying yes to projects that you actually don't have time for so and yeah, I think if yeah. anyone is the first step is doing what I call calendar blocking you call default diaries similar similar thing but for me that was a major starting point because I got um, Calendly which is the app that allows you to schedule meetings with someone at the times that are available in their diaries. So mm. when I got Calendly, I realized, oh, no, I don't want people booking meetings with me at all times. So I need to actually sit and block out the time. So going through that activity, I realized, no wonder I'm so freaking stressed. I actually don't have time for all the things that I'm doing. If I block out the various hours for, yeah, also things like admin and personal tasks and work, I realized, I actually don't have time in my day and no wonder. So now it's been such a powerful tool to be able to actually see my capacity in front of me. So now when I get a new project, I'll put the time blocks in where I can. And if someone contacts me to say, oh, can we have this by the end of the week? I'll look at my diary and I'll say, well, actually, no, it will only be next week. Whereas before I would have said, yes, of course. And then I would have been working into the night or working ridiculously hour ridiculously early in the morning whereas now mm. it's in front of me and like you say it's not always foolproof and you have to be quite disciplined about sticking to it even now I'll be like oh, okay well maybe that won't take me a full hour I'll just make it half an hour <laughs> so I can get this in so <laughs> it is again always a work in progress um, and I think what's also helpful something that I'm going to start implementing, which I actually haven't done, is making sure that you have gaps and uh, white space in between those times so that when emergencies do happen, your car breaks down or you've got to go to the doctor or whatever it is, you've actually 
got a bit of time in your diary to account for emergencies. And if you don't need it, that's great. You can use it for something else. Use it for something to get some extra work done or whatever. Go have coffee mm. with a friend. But to schedule that time in too so that emergencies don't completely derail your whole plan. Yeah. I am not that advanced just yet, but what I do have is I have scheduled personal time into my day. So, you know, like uh, to manage stress, I do workouts. Um, uh, I've got a little, uh, I say a home gym. It's essentially a kettlebell and a mat in my garage. Oh, you need? But, I, you know, <laughs> but, uh, you know I, um, I actually schedule time. So from um, 11 to 12 every day, that's my gym. Um, so that is already blocked out of my calendar. And I, I find that that also just helps me break the day. So it kind of doubles as emergency time. Sometimes like if you are really like knee deep in a task and you really need to get it down or you're on deadline or someone, a, a retainer client preferably needs something really urgently because I don't do urgent stuff for ad hoc people. Um, that I've never met before. So, you know, uh, that that kind of doubles as that. But I, I've scheduled time in my day where I'm like, I need to take a break. And I find that it also helps me from a focus perspective to have my day. I start work at, at seven, I finish at 11. And then from about quarter past half past 12, I've worked out, I've showered, I've eaten my lunch, and I'm back at my desk for the afternoon shift. And I can focus a little bit better than mm. I was, would have if I, if I just worked all the way through. Because I don't know, like... Um, this is maybe a question. How did you work out your schedule? Did you just kind of sit and because the way I did mine was I tracked my what I actually did during the day for two or three weeks. Um, and then I based my my calendar blocking or my default diary on how my natural flow during the day, you know, like I get a lot of very productive work done during the day. If you want me to be creative, it needs to be first thing in the morning. Mm. Um, don't put me in a meeting at seven o'clock or eight o'clock because then it screws up the rest of my day. Like I can't focus after that. So um, yeah, that, that's how I work mine out. How did you work yours? Did you just sit in, and block time out? Yes. Yeah, so also similar, taking those natural energies into account. So I kind of know with my retainer clients how long I spend each week, you know, using my time tracking, I can see this is how long mm. I spend each week getting this work done. So I was able to block that out. And I do like to sort of batch the hours so that I can properly get stuck into something. Instead of one hour, one client, one hour, another client, I'd rather do two hours on the same client so that I can sort of get into a bit of a flow. And yeah. then similar to you, mornings, and I think for most people, I don't know, mornings tend to be a better time for that real creative focused work. So mm. likewise, I schedule my meetings, admin, sort of the less brainy, thinky, creative-y tasks for the afternoons. And then for, so apparently the human brain is only capable of four hours of creative, productive work a day, just four. So mm. that's all you got. And when you know that, then you really want to leverage it. So similar to you between sort of seven and 11 or eight and 12, I really like to sit down, eat the frog. So tackle the task that might be weighing on me or in the back of my mind that I know I just need to get it done, eat the frog, and then really spend some focused time on my writing really. And then mm. the afternoons mm. fill in with reporting or meetings or whatever it is. So that's, yeah. that's been working well for me. And I actually also recently read a book by Adrian Herbert called The Power Hour. So that's all about claiming early morning and early morning hours. So from hoppers five to hoppers six, for example, where it's time to completely distraction-free time that is yours to use as you will. So 
And it can vary. You don't have to do the same thing every day. So I've got a project on the go that a personal project that I need time for. So I'm busy using it for that or I'll use it for exercise. Uh, some people might want to do their gratitude journal or yoga or and it's amazing how that sets you up for the rest of the day feeling already so accomplished because you've actually worked on something that is for you and it's very fulfilling. So that's also been huge. I've I only read the book about a month ago, so it's only been really implemented it for about a month. And the days that I don't do it, I can actually feel the difference. Yeah. I used to do something similar. I used to do a, like a half hour meditation, but um, now with the new processes that I've got in place, I do cash flow tracking and all that kind of thing during the, uh, that first hour of the morning so that it's off my plate. Um, and so, you know, you also have to be selective about what you choose to do to set up your day because mm. um, I'm not the type of person to get out of bed at five o'clock unless I'm going on a bike ride. Um, so, like, don't ask me to get up at five and go and sit mm. in front of my computer because, like, I'll probably decapitate you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so, like, there's limited time for, I mean, like you say, it's a power hour. There's limited time that you can fit in a meditation and read and journal. And I mean, all of these are usually coming from a good place, these, uh, you know, productivity tools, but, uh, you know, you need to select the one that works for you as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know how you get up so early. I used to, it's weird because I used to work when I worked corporate, my working hours were from 6.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, and now, like, I struggle to get going any time before 7. So, like, I But can... that's also okay because I feel like you need to use your natural rhythms. Like, I wake up yeah. as soon as the birds wake up. So, if I don't get up at 5, then I'm actually just lying in bed scrolling on my phone, you know. So, I may as well get up and do something productive. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I find as if I pick up my phone in the morning and I go to Instagram, then that is I'm in for a pretty unproductive day. Um, if if I leave my phone alone and I only look at Instagram like during my gym hour, then I've probably accomplished something great in the morning because I don't know. It's also like you know you have to set yourself up. It's that mindset. Like if you mm. are going to scroll pointlessly on your phone then it is that that's setting you up for the day. So while you don't necessarily need a, a power hour or a meditation or working on your cash flow, um, I mean, don't waste that time doing something unproductive too. Mm. And a recent life hack I learned is to actually, I can't remember if this was in, so I've just read Atomic Habits. It might've been in there. So they did a study of um, people, it was a memory test, and some people were allowed to bring their cell phone into the room, others weren't. No one looked at their cell phone. Um, but those who brought their cell phone into the room performed poorly compared to those who left their cell phone outside the room. And it's because you're then focusing on the discipline of not looking at your phone, which actually saps your willpower and saps your energy. So a little hack that I'm trying now is when I'm at my computer, the phone is in another room. And what I'll do is when I need the loo, I'll get up. And then that's almost like a little treat to have a little dopamine hit on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous how you have to trick because our primitive brains were not made for this moment. We yeah. are trained to seek those um, dopamine experiences, which are at our fingertips. And that's not normal. They're meant to be, yeah. we're meant to have to run 15Ks to get one date and get that dopamine hit and that's us for the day. Whereas now, it's everywhere. So we yeah. actually have to 
find ways to trick our primitive brains into not seeking that 24-7 dopamine hit. And the problem is with all of these apps, uh, they have been programmed with human psychology in mind. They know exactly what your buttons are and how to press them to get you back onto the platform. And I'm, I'm not speaking about even just social media because that's the big culprit everyone knows. I mean, news sites, uh, hmm. uh, you know, uh, News 24 was a big one in when I was in my office days. Like everybody was sitting on News 24 because Facebook was blocked. So like, <laughs> you know, you got your dopamine from yes. reading like the, the world was burning. So like, yeah, I mean, these these things are that seem to test us. And so maybe that's a good kind of segue into talking about how you're using technology now to help you um, with working smarter, not harder. Um, so when you say technology, what kind of technology are you, so are you speaking about? The main things for me would be my time tracking software. So you could only control, you could only manage what you can measure. So with my time tracking, I can see where I'm wasting time. And I, tr I track personal things. Anything that I'm doing on my computer, I'm tracking. Um, so even personal admin, all of that kind of thing. And then at the end of the month, I can see how much time I've spent doing each thing. And I mean, I even track say, personal development hours. And then I can see, geez, Shay, you're really not prioritizing that enough. I think last year I created the line item and did like 20 minutes in the whole year, you know? So <laughs> it, <laughs> it really gives you that evidence and hard facts to see how you're spending your time. So time tracking, if you're not time tracking your time, it's impossible, I think, to really take control of it. Um, yeah. And then things like, I mean, AI tools. So there's a great one I've been using recently called Read AI, where it transcribes your meeting, but also summarizes your meeting and you can skip to different chapters. So I find that really helpful when I'm interviewing someone for a specific topic. Um, and then I'm able to, instead of me sitting, typing, typing, making a mess of my notes, trying to work them out later, it's all there. And that's a huge mm. time saver. It also gives sort of the next steps and tasks and who's doing what. So that read AI has been really cool. Uh, and then ChatGPT, I find really helpful as like a brainstorming partner. So email subject lines, for example, I love, mm. I'll say, give me 20 different options. I won't always use them. I'll probably mix and match them, but it just helps me get my thought process going a little quicker. I also use it to summarize a long passage, um, you know, draw out the main points of this. And that helps me when I'm writing. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm using AI. Other software, I mean, obviously Google Calendar, best friend ever. And then, in fact, the whole Google suite. Um, I love Google Docs because I love that you can share and it's live and you're not having version control issues, which is my absolute worst. I am allergic to any kind of paperwork. I find that to be, I mean, it's, it's 2023, people. <laughs> if you are sending me something to print and scan, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs> So any kind of software like Dropbox Sign that allows you to sign contracts um, online instead of on paper, anything like that. And how about you? Yeah, um, a lot of AI tools. So I use one called perplexity.ai and I suppose it's not really a time management, but it's a time saver. So um, I, I use that's a big research tool for me. So it, it's a, a conversational AI like ChatGPT, but it's it's linked kind of like Bard, I suppose, um, to the the internet. Okay. So it will actually provide you with references from where it's oh, sourced the information amazing. from. 
Yeah, uh, it's oh, uh, like you list. do have to. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Perplexity.ai, um, and then ChatGPT. Um, I've got the paid version of that, and um, I use it quite literally for everything. I, my mother doesn't listen to my podcast anymore, so um, I used it. I used it to write her birthday card this year. Like it's really. Um, it sounds terrible, but like. I, as a writer, and I'm sure that any creative field, you are so sapped with when you come to write your own stuff, like you just don't want to. You just don't have the words anymore. You've mm. used all your words on other people. On so, other people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah, ChatGPT is like the most powerful summarizing tool. Um, if you've got like bulk technical stuff in, parag- uh, in, in tables and stuff, um, you can just con- or even in images, you just convert the image to text, um, upload it, and uh, ask ChatGPT to put it in tabular form for you. And I tell you, it is just that is a game changer. So between perplexity and ChatGPT, um, and yeah, like I do use it for for small writing tasks, like you say, like subject lines for emails and um, titles and meta descriptions and mm. like pointless. Well, I say pointless, but like. Mm random random tasks mm. um and uh, very much it's it forms a base and then that's what i work mm. on after that so you're not starting from scratch having to kind mm. of string together a sentence the sentence is there and you just edit it um so yeah those are my two big ones um and then my my business coach is trying to get me to use trello um okay. i keep forgetting to log on to trello so that doesn't help but uh you know like with your goal setting and your your priority tasks and that kind of thing you move those little cards around um so hopefully i get into that because uh, i think that that will also help me keep track of because i don't know about you when, when i'm in a meeting or whatever i take notes on a notepad uh next to me and as soon as i turn the page over of the notepad those notes are gone forever like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so <laughs> uh... so um yeah i i need something to um to uh fix that i, I think i'm going to look into your read.ai that sounds like something mm, that i could ups. probably yeah yeah um, yeah, I so, haven't used Trello, but I do with a client use Asana. And it's what I love is that it minimizes email. Like we barely email ever mm-hmm. because everything's in there and you have all, all the resources you need attached to that specific task. All the communication happens there. So from that perspective, I find it really, really helpful. Yeah, um, there's so many of them. I, I I work on like a whole a range of them. There's there's a Sana. Um, that one is actually quite nice. I like the structure of that one. The work the the workflows are very clear, and you can see exactly what's going on. And you get um, unicorns Monday. when you complete a task. Yes, yeah. So a little um, bit of dopamine, this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this game. If I was actually speaking to someone the other day about like why does everyone everything have to be gamification, but then like a unicorn pops up, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, monday.com is another one that I work mm. on um, that one is also um, you. it's not as kind of streamlined as Asana I don't think um, then I've got uh, I work another clients on teamwork um, but I mean all of these platforms are relatively the same um, and okay. yeah it does it, as if, you, if they set up properly um, they do help streamline the workflow and you're not looking I mean it's so nice that you can just look in the card of that task and everything you need is attached yes. all the links and all the attachments are there so yeah um 
but yeah, Trello. We'll we'll see. I used I used to have a Trello board for myself, um, okay. and I uh, I just uh, it's like I had HubSpot recently to track my sales calls, and I just never logged on to it like it's you have to find the technology that works for you you, you totally know. and don't let the technology rule you sort of my pet peeve is when you spend hours and hours and hours creating these beautiful trello cards and and you spend more time doing that than actually doing the work that's required you know and i think it can it's become like, a distraction <laughs> yeah it's, it takes me back to when i was in high school and uh you did study notes and then all of my study notes had to have snoopy uh, like drawn in like then this one had to be charcoal and this one had to be pastels and you know I'd spend more yeah. time one day I didn't I had to drop the standard grade maths because I was messing around with drawing Snoopy, Snoopy right. <laughs> it's exactly that yeah. <laughs> so um let's uh let's maybe chat about you've mentioned emergency jobs that uh you know with your calendar that you've actually scheduled started scheduling time in for emergency jobs um, so let's maybe talk about emergencies and unproductive days because those kind of chow down time. And um, I've, I find now for myself, like as we go to the, towards the end of the year, I really struggle because I'm tired. I haven't had leave the whole year. I'm, I'm kind of running out of steam. But like I was telling you, like because I take such a long break in December, I've got December and January stuff I have to get done essentially by the end of November. And so a lot of it becomes emergency work. Um, I'm packing in a lot. I have to make sure that I've got enough money in the bank, obviously, to see me through the leave as well. Um, so like regular work kind of becomes emergency work. But because I'm tired, it kind of becomes unproductive as well. Like uh, you would rather sit and scroll on uh, on LinkedIn and be like critical of other people's well, they shouldn't be spending so much time posting on LinkedIn <laughs> when you're actually not working either. So um, like how, how do you cope with those like emergencies and when it kind of does bleed and become an unproductive day, how do you, how do you deal with those? So I think firstly, really finding that flow focus time because it's amazing how much you can get done in two hours even. If you really put your head down and eliminate all distractions and just eat that frog, it's actually incredible. For me, it has to be first thing in the morning. Um, don't make me do that in the afternoon. So I know if there's something that I absolutely have to get done, that's the way I need to do it. And I put on music, has to be headphones. Even if the music stops and you don't notice and you've got your headphones on, there's something about having headphones on <laughs> that right. makes you actually just get in the zone. So for me, that, that's my number one hack is really then just getting in the zone. Uh, and then it's great because if after that, everything kind of slides, you know that you've got the most important thing done and the rest you can kind of kerfuffle your way to or maybe pass it on to the next day. So yeah, definitely that for me. And yeah, I mean, I have days where we all do, where we're just not feeling at our best or most productive. but to be honest, the way that I've scheduled my calendar, I actually can't afford those days. So I have to mm -hmm. just sit and eat the frog. I've got no choice because I pride myself on always delivering on deadlines. So I just make it happen. And uh, sometimes it's getting started. That's the hardest part. So if you just actually sit down, get something on there, you'll feel a lot better about yourself and maybe you'll get a bit distracted or whatever, whatever. But 
having something is better than nothing. So I'll never have a completely write-off day where I'm like, oh, okay, no, I give up. Today's just not happening. Sometimes maybe it happens later in the afternoon where I know I keep mentioning my cars because my car's been giving me hassles. <laughs> where like, uh, you can't start your car. And then, then the internet dies. You know, we all have those days. And there are mm. those that you just have to absolutely write off. But as long as you've had that time, first thing in the morning, hopefully, to just make sure that you've ticked the most important boxes. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same. You know, um, I actually had an unproductive day yesterday. Um, it was the first time in, since I started my business, uh, I can count on five, t- on, on, on five fingers, like how many times I've like said, fuck this, I'm going to go and watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> and yesterday was one of those days. I just, I could how not. How was it? I, well... <laughs> Uh, the PlayStation didn't want to connect to the internet, so I, I ended up watching YouTube on my phone, which is really annoying. Cause I wanted to get away from my computer. Uh, I wanted to watch this thing on Netflix, and yeah, it just wouldn't connect. So it, it, it was the universe telling me to get yes. back to work. But um, yeah, it's, it's sometimes uh, don't wake up and be like, fuck today. But like, I, I got what I needed to get done. And everything else has rolled over to today and tomorrow, um, which has now become a little bit of an emergency situation, mm. you know. But uh, it, it's, I think it's working from home and working alone, you are always giving yourself like a really hard time. Like, yeah. I don't know if this, is, this counts for everybody, but I'm speaking for myself here. It's kind of like whenever I take any time for myself, I think... I really shouldn't be doing this. I yes. should be putting because I'm responsible for my own income. Um, if I'm not, if I'm wasting these hours, I can't get them back. Uh, you know, there's and always something. We need something to get over that. We, we really do. Need we do to need get to... over that because so, we yeah. became a freelancer for freedom. So we need to give ourselves freedom, and it's also something I think a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yesterday, um, I at a, just around lunchtime, I thought I'm not going back to work. Um, so I went and wanted to smash the PlayStation because I didn't want to connect to the internet. But um, I took the rest. I, I ended up reading outside, and like it's something that I don't ever do. Like that's a weekend thing. Like mm. you don't you don't do that during work hours. But as long as your deadlines are hit, that I don't like. Why do we give ourselves such a hard time all the time? You know, like. It's it's a yeah. real mind shift that I am trying to work on to remind myself, you are not an employee. You became a freelancer for freedom. Use your freedom. Mm. So yeah, yeah. it is, yeah, it, it's a mindset yeah. shift for sure. <laughs> so let's, let's maybe talk about some other stuff that um, encroaches on that freedom, but, you know, scope creep. Um, clients who take additional advantage, that kind of thing. Like, have you? It's it's all about putting boundaries in place. But you know, it's it's not like uh, I'm trying to think of a, an example now. And obviously, uh, <laughs> let, let's just say a bucket can be filled with nothing more than a drip if you leave it there long enough. So, like, often it's not that the client is like, oh, well, now I want triple the output for the same amount of money and you have to deliver it by the same deadline. It's, it's, these things happen slowly. Like, mm. it's, it's a little chips away, chips away. And you're kind of like, oh, that's not an unreasonable request, but it does mean an extra 30 minutes or an hour or whatever the, the kind of um, output from your side is or, or time commitment. So um, what kind of boundaries have you got put in place to prevent clients from taking advantage and sucking your 
uh, your time and your energy and your soul. <laughs> so it's it's quite again another thing that you want to manage being a good service provider and you want to go above and beyond, but not at the expense of your business. So I mean, small things like I have to really um, try not to reply to emails straight away. So on purpose, mm. if I see an email come in from a client, I'll be like, wait, <laughs> wait <laughs> until, <laughs> wait a couple of hours, at least. Uh, normally it's a couple mm. of hours. I can't really push it much longer because I kind of know in the back of my mind that it's there and I want to reply to it and get it done. <laughs> but things like that, so that you're not setting the expectation that you are available 24-7. Um, mm. I try not to give people my phone number or interact on WhatsApp. It does happen. Um, and sometimes it's useful and sometimes I'm grateful for it. But I try to let clients know that if you want to reach me, that's not the best way to reach me. Um, things might fall off the radar because I manage my email. I don't manage my WhatsApp. So sort of making that clear with clients. And then I try to be quite strict. I normally include with my writing, say, two rounds of reverts. So when it starts getting more than that, you know, if it's minor, like a mm. couple of track changes that I just go tick, tick, tick in five minutes, then I'll probably leave it. Um, but if it's something more extensive, then I'll say, okay, you know, I can help with this, but it is going to cost X um, just to yeah, prevent yeah. that continuous back and forth. And I make it clear when I send a quote that it includes, the work includes two rounds of reverts. So clients know that. Mm. From the beginning, and um, what I don't do, what I probably should do, is add in my contracts or in my quotes how much, uh, what they can expect to pay for an additional round of reverts. For example, that would probably be okay. a good thing to do. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so something that I also do is just making sure, again, in my calendar with having those white space and you know TBC what the day is going to bring, because often clients will come back. You know, they don't always stick to the schedule of, okay, I've sent you this and then the reverts are going to come in on X day. Often it's only mm. a week later or it's two days before or it's five days after. So that's, I find quite hard to manage. So again, that's why I think it's important to have some gaps so that when those reverts come in, you're still able to deliver and get them done. Yeah, yeah. I try and keep the reverts for last thing in the day. I've got a, a like a little section which is admin time or mm. uh, social media time or whatever I feel like doing on that day. It's like admin type work yeah. because I I, I I forget to schedule reverts into my schedule. So mm. like it's uh, often comes through like we need changes on this and you're like, oh, shit. Forgot about that one. Forgot about you. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I will swap out um, like LinkedIn time, for example, mm. for, for reverts because um, obviously the client needs to come first. But um, yeah, I... I've actually noticed that you don't have an, a, a phone number on your email address. And I thought it was really weird. And because like in the today's day and age, everyone's got to, like, you're so contactable. Um, and uh, I've had to train clients. Like if you want to send a brief, don't send the brief on WhatsApp because mm. um, I've only just recently downloaded the uh, desktop WhatsApp because yes. up until that, up until that point I would have to then save everything to the Google Drive and then be able to download it on my computer again it's it's a nightmare um but yeah I, I suppose maybe I'm a little bit more flexible in in that way compared to you which 
I suppose, pros and cons. But um, yeah, I've I've had to train clients to do certain things in a certain way because uh, otherwise they waste your time. I, I've got a, a client at the moment who is um, uh, working on social media stuff. So we've got a Google Sheet set up where we, we she puts the brief in and I then create the content. And in you you think it's a really simple thing. Like go in once a month, put your brief in, and I will create the content mm. by fifteenth of the month. And every month I have to chase it. Please put your brief in. Like you know, so we seem to now finally be getting there. But um, yeah, you you have to train clients, yes. unfortunately, to to deal with you in the way that you want to be dealt with. Um, yes, and everyone's different, and that's fine. You have to find what works for you and also mm-hmm. what will work for your clients. I mean, because sometimes also you get clients that aren't particularly tech-savvy and maybe something like a Asana or a Trello is just going to be an absolute nightmare for them. Um, yeah. So, you know, you also have to be flexible to to their needs too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm quite happy to work within the the boundaries of what you do in your processes, but you know, there needs to be some kind of middle ground in terms mm. of the, the work process. There needs to be, uh, it needs to be constructive from both, Definitely. you know, mutually beneficial. Um, because if I'm doing all the, the extra work on my side, I'm not charging you for that. And so you're getting, you're getting that mm. for free and that's not, well, it's good for you. It's not good for me. It's, uh, it's, but it's, it's not, good for it's, anyone, not fair. Like, it's a time yeah. suck. Yeah. Mm, mm. And yeah, um, just so, proceed yeah. with caution when it comes to WhatsApp web. That is probably my number one distractor. Um, because even if I move my phone <laughs> to another room, <laughs> I can just open a tab. <laughs> so <laughs> proceed with caution. Oh my gosh. It's that's probably yeah. I need to uninstall um, it. But it is useful. <laughs> it is useful. Um especially if you need to send someone a really long message, then you're not typing with your thumbs. Yes. You can type with all of your fingers. Yes. So um yeah, uh, but it's not on I haven't got it saved. I need to actually like search for it. I don't know where it is on my computer. So I actually need to search and open. Okay. Um, because I've got tel- Telegram as well. But I've okay. I've switched off all notifications and maybe this is uh this this is what saves me a lot of the time is that I don't mm. have any notifications. I don't have email pop-ups. I don't have mm-hmm. sounds for IMs. I don't have, um, even on my phone, all the notifications are off because I used to have like a little flashy light and like a little oh, sound. No. I mean, it's brain. designed yes. to get your brain. I mean, because you can't ignore I've also turned off everything because you can't mm. ignore it. If you see, it's just then on the ba- in the back of your mind the whole time. Yeah, like, who is it? What did they want? Yes. <laughs> Let's what did talk. I win? <laughs> <laughs> I won losing half an hour of productivity yeah, to this exactly. random person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's let's talk about saying no because I, I struggle. I know that most people struggle with this, but um, something that I read the other day is if you're saying yes to everything, you're saying no to yourself. Mm. And, you know, we need to obviously position ourselves, don't say no to everything, but you do need to make sure that you're covering your bases and, you know, not um, saying yes to stuff that's going to impact other work, at least, you know, uh, obviously, like mental health and your own, um, your own stuff comes into it as well. But um, if you're constantly saying yes to everything, so you mentioned earlier that you have started saying no, um, I imagine that that's a work in progress, because we're not used to saying no, I, I don't know if it's a Western culture thing or what it is, but we seem to want to just people please and keep everybody happy. 
And mm. um, so saying no, you feel like you're letting everybody down. Um, so how, how have you dealt with saying no? So the calendar blocking is actually what's really helped me because then I'm able to see in front of me, I have evidence that I'm actually unable to help. So that's mm. been probably the biggest thing for me. And then also understanding, sort of unpacking why it is we feel compelled to say yes. So I don't know if it's related, but I recently did an Enneagram and I'm a 7W8, which I mean, I know it's super trendy to go do an Enneagram, and whatever, but I got sucked in. <laughs> it was fun. Um, <laughs> so my personality is such that I get mad FOMO and I don't, I want to say yes to everything because I don't want to miss out on anything or any opportunities and I want to live life to the full and say, so it, it's actually given me some power to know, Shay, this is why you think you need to say yes to this, but wait. Think about it. You're not missing out on anything if you say no. Mm. You actually, as you said, you know, saying yes to something is saying no to yourself. So it's helped give me a bit of perspective. So I think also if you can understand, and I think there is a cultural element to it too, but if you can try and understand what's also driving you to feel compelled to say yes to everything. I think as a freelancer, it's very much, uh, it's the pay. It's it's and that, it's yeah. the business, you know. Like if you don't say yes to this, maybe another opportunity comes doesn't come along. And it's taken me a very long time to realize. Like if I say no to this, it's okay because I've got space in my diary for other work, and I'm doing the hard work on the back end to kind of grow the clients that I've already got and set myself up for um, for new business coming in. Um, I mean, I've just recently turned down uh, two projects. Uh, clearly, Q4 is about report writing. And I had two that came through for quotes. And um, the one was kind of like, uh, I, I asked more questions about the scope and they, they said, well, look at the website. And I was like, okay, then unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to help you because if you can't even provide me information for the quotes, not a good I'm start. not going to get information. <laughs> We're getting yeah. off on the wrong foot. Um, and then the other one was um, I would need to conduct 60, that was six zero interviews with people that were contributing to this report and oh, the report was gosh. due at the end of February. Now that's my jam. Like I love interviewing people and I love taking all of that information and smashing it together and creating something with it. That that's my vibe. Like that's what I do, but to do 60 and they want it by the end of February and I'm on leave for a month in December. I was just like, mm. sorry, I'm not going to be able to deliver on time. Mm. So, you know, um, so I know, okay, that's now two random people that have contacted me for reports. So now I've, I've got it written somewhere in this big thick. So in the, <laughs> Be sure in to actually reference that, yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, that uh, I need to maybe look at uh, adding report writing to my, um, my list of services because that's yeah. obviously something that I'm being sought out for. Well, I suppose two Amazing. is like... Um, let me not get ahead, ahead, ahead of myself but yeah so that is we're getting off track here um, but uh, yeah so it is I know that there will be more business somewhere down the line that will take the place of that of the those particular projects that I turned down so it, it really is a mm. mindset of I'm doing the work behind the scenes I can say no to this because there is another opportunity that will present itself so yeah that's, that's I, how I'm kind you. of dealing with it and I've never regretted saying no. I've never looked mm. back and said, oh, I wish I'd said yes to that. Not once. Yeah. 
I've regretted saying yes almost every single time. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but not and once like, can I think, oh, I really wish I'd taken on that project. Never. You mm, know when mm. it's a no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like you have to trust your gut as well. Like, mm. you know, when it's a no, and quite honestly, like you regret the yes as soon as it comes out of your mouth because, like, you now do. you can't take it back. Like, and even before your it comes out knows. your mouth, <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, I regret this. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Damn it, Megan. <laughs> like, um, next week's Megan hates today's Megan. So, um, <laughs> Cool. So um, do you want to dive in? Because you've got a workbook about working smart, not hard. I almost said work hard, not smart. So um... yeah, let's not do that. So, <laughs> Do you want um, to dive in and tell us about uh, what it is and um, how people can get their hands on it, what, what uh, they can expect from it? Yes. So like I said, my goal for this year, my mission has been work smart, not hard. So as I said, I focused on the three pillars. So taking control of my time, using tools, and then optimizing my takings so that I'm making sure that I'm getting more money in less time, which is what we all want. So <laughs> I've put the tactics that have worked for me into a workbook that's accessible from my website. And I'm sure, yeah, I'll give you the link to put in the, the show notes. And it's basically for people to work through. And I've got a Facebook group that supports what's going on in the workbook. And as a community, we share our challenges, share ideas. And it's also for accountability because it's one thing to like read a workbook, go through some exercises, but you actually have to implement these things for them to make a difference. So yeah, I highly suggest also just joining the Facebook group as a support mechanism for that. Um, yeah. And it's just what's helped me that I wanted to share with other people so that hopefully they can find themselves in a similar position. And again, like the book, avoid doing all the things that I did wrong. <laughs> Amazing. You are super big on the test and measure um, or, or not even just the test and measure, just the measuring, because I tend to, this is not working. Let's see. Let me tweak this. Okay. But I don't keep track of what I do. So um, you're streets ahead of me in terms of that. Um, because it's, it is quite nice to look back and say, like, this is how far I've come. This is what I tried. This is what didn't work. Because, I mean, again, um, when I do bother making notes, it's uh, they get lost. So um, I I really all hail Shay in terms of the the test and measure stuff. It's, it's, all about, <laughs> it's all about the time tracking, I'm telling you. Because I need to give myself evidence to make myself actually do something. I've got a very rational brain. I don't use emotions. I only use my head. So I need to give my head something to see so that it will actually make a difference. Otherwise, I'll just, I'll become an, an emotional wreck, but I won't listen to my emotions because my head hasn't got yet. So it's all management. <laughs> Uh, well, so today's takeaway, I mean, we've covered quite a lot and uh, there was stuff that we chatted about that wasn't necessarily directly related to time management, I suppose. But I mean, it all is very kind of uh, incestuous. Um, it all links together. So what what if you had to walk away or if, if let me put it this way, if, if somebody has to press stop now and walk away and implement something or have a takeaway, what what would you say that is? So firstly, I'd say that taking control of your time equals freedom and freedom is what we want as a freelancer. So it's something we all want. And then I would say as a starting point, definitely default diaries, calendar tracking to really help you envision what a better, freer freelance life could look like. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, same for me. Um, the the default diary or calendar blocking, like you call it, um, that that has completely changed my life. Like I feel more in control. Yes. I can. Um, I seem more professional when I when I'm dealing with people because I can immediately tell them, mm-hmm. "Sorry, I can't help you this week, but I've got space on the schedule next week, Tuesday, or whatever the story is." And um, yeah, when you're doing that default diary vibe, track what your natural day looks like and base it off of that. And then um, again, the the productivity stuff in the morning, find something to set up your day that kicks you off on the right foot Um, and read all the books, do all the TED Talks, but find something that works for Mm. you because if it works for everybody, but it's not working for you, then it's not really doing what it's designed to do. So yeah, uh, default diary and uh, daily kickoff, I suppose would be Mm. my, my takeaways. Awesome. Cool. Well, this has been fun as usual. Um, and uh, thanks again, Shay, for, for joining me. Um, I, I do hope that this becomes a regular um, a regular chat. And that We're we regular. We've got this is number two. So Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope I hope that the listeners are finding it useful uh, or the viewers because the YouTube seems to be doing better than podcast. Um, people like to see um, the actual… Gosh. Mugs. Who would have thanked? So, yeah, uh, thank you again for taking the time and uh, we'll catch up on the next one. Anyone who's listening, please uh, comment, subscribe, um, get in contact with Shay and myself. We're both on LinkedIn. Shay is on everything. Um, uh, join her Facebook group as well. And uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll chat next time. Cool. Thanks, Meeks. Bye. Cool. Follow the Business of Podcast on my website, megamillist.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at Megamillist. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Megan Darcy, M-E-G-A-N-D apostrophe A-R-C-Y. Chat soon.